Welcome back to the Community Online Podcast. This week, we're joined by lead pastor Dave Ferguson as we kick off the series, Jesus Is. Remember, you can always find us on Sundays streaming live at communityonline.tv. We hope to see you there. Happy Easter, community. Now, since it's Easter, I need you to help me with something. We don't have a lot of traditions around here, but one that we do have is taken from the Orthodox tradition. And here's what we do on Easter Sunday. I say, Christ is risen. And then you're gonna respond with real Easter enthusiasm. He is risen indeed. So when I say Christ is risen, wherever you are, I don't care where you are, wherever you are, just say it out loud. He is risen indeed. Or if you want, you can also type it in the chat. That'll also work, all right? And I'm gonna ask the production team here in the studio to do it with me, okay? Ready, here we go. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. All right, one more time, like it's a matter of life or death. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. And yes, Jesus is alive. And what Easter Sunday means is that whatever happened yesterday or the day before, and no matter how hard life may be today or how hard it may get, this is not the end of the story. No, each of our lives can experience a resurrection. How many of you um, had uh, these books as a kid? Choose your own adventure books. I had them. Uh, My kids had them. Many of your kids have them now. Uh, These books have been around for multiple generations and have actually sold more than 250 million copies. Uh, And the books are written so that about uh, two or three pages into reading it, you discover that you are the main character and that you have to make some important choices. In fact, right here, it says, uh, choose from, in this little book here, 44 different endings. And the choices you make will determine the adventure you go on, what kind of exciting things you get to experience, and ultimately, the ending of the story. Well, I fully believe that's what Easter is. Easter is an important moment in history, but it's also an important moment in your life story. And what you choose in light of Easter It will ultimately determine the adventures you go on, what kind of life you'll experience, and ultimately the ending of your forever story. Now, a little later, I'm gonna invite you to also choose your own adventure. And you're gonna need your phone, so if you want, go ahead, just go ahead and get your phone out right now so you'll have it with you, all right? But to start with, what I wanna do is I wanna share a quote, and it's this quote that I just can't stop thinking about. It's just stuck in my brain. It's a quote that, I mean, it resonates in my heart and in my mind, and I think it describes the choice that you're gonna make this Easter. You ready? It's a famous quote from Helen Keller, and here it is. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. Life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all. And those 10 words, I mean, they give me an adrenaline rush. And it's not only the words, but it's also who said it. Helen Keller was someone who at about two years of age contracted scarlet fever. She lost her sight. She lost her hearing. She lost her ability to speak. And just imagine that, you know, suddenly you can't see, you can't hear, you can't speak. Her whole world abruptly goes dark. She described her childhood as living in a dense fog. But if you know the rest of the story, I mean, it is an amazing adventure. She goes on and she becomes a best-selling author. She wins an Academy Award. She receives the Presidential Medal of Freedom. 
She goes on to start the Helen Keller Foundation to combat blindness, malnutrition, and poor health. And she becomes this inspiration to generations. How does she do that? How does she overcome all of that? Well, she doesn't do it alone. If you know her story, she does it with friends like Annie Sullivan. But I believe Helen Keller intentionally chooses her own faith-filled adventure. She chooses the power of a resurrection faith in Jesus. In fact, that quote, that quote that I shared that stuck in my brain about a daring adventure, it comes from her book, Let Us Have Faith. And the chapter in that book is titled, Faith Fears Not. And it's because of a resurrection faith that Helen Keller just boldly says, no, life is either a daring adventure or it's nothing at all. Now, I got a hunch that some of us this Easter, we're feeling more like we're living in a dense fog. And it might be the the mental malaise of the last two years of COVID that's still lingering. And, And you're struggling. It might be something going on in your personal life. Maybe it's something at home. I mean, being married, it's not at all what you dreamed it could be. Or being a parent is way harder than you ever imagined. For some of you, it might be something at work. Or it might be just the struggle every day to pay the bills. Or some of you, some of you are just bored. Others see you as successful, but you know your life has become this monotonous, dull thing that leaves you looking for something more. And if it's true that life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all, for many of us, it often feels more like the latter than the former. So let me ask this, what would it take for your life to truly be this daring adventure? A couple years ago, uh, my wife Sue and I, we took off on an anniversary trip to Miami and we stayed in South Beach. Now, if you've ever been there, I mean, it's one of those places where, I mean, you can almost smell the money. I mean, high-end shopping stores, upscale restaurants. I mean, and you should have seen all the yachts. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, We were only there for a few days, but I could already feel myself kind of thinking, you know, wow, this weather and one of those boats and this big blue ocean every day, that's my kind of adventure. Or maybe you find yourself even pulled like at work. You watch your boss come in late and leave early. He's got the big corner office, the big window. And you know all he's really doing behind those doors is playing Wordle. (laughs) And then when he finishes, he plays Quirtle. Meanwhile, you're putting in 50 or 60 plus hours a week, making a percentage of what he makes. You think, man, my boss has got it made. That job is my kind of adventure. But I want you to ask yourself, would a boat on South Beach or would your boss's job really satisfy? Or you fill in the blank with, what you, what you daydream about. Is it just more money? Is it just a promotion? And I'll tell you, yeah, those things are nice. But that adventure, that kind of adventure, it's just a delusion. It's just a decoy. It's that dense fog. And the truth is, many of us, we've pursued those things. But when we lay our heads on our pillows at night, we know that's not what we really want. And and we still know something's missing. Something's not right. We're missing the adventure this life is supposed to be. So if life is either a daring adventure or nothing at all, how do we not, how do we not miss the adventure that we were made for? Well, I think we find the answer to that question in a book of the Bible written by a guy named Paul. And the book is called 
Ephesians. Now, before this book of Ephesians gets hopeful, I have to warn you, it starts very bleak, brutally honest. In fact, Ephesians 2, that's where we're gonna go. It begins with these words. Once you were dead. (laughs) Paul's talking to all of us who are willing to acknowledge that life often doesn't feel like a daring adventure. That often life kind of feels dead, not fully alive. So if any part of you, if that's you, listen up. Because he goes on to explain, here's why we end up feeling this way. He says, once you were dead, because, because of your disobedience and your many sins, following the passion, desires, and inclinations of your own sinful nature. Paul, he's speaking, he's from his own experience. This is based on his own experience. So he's not just pointing the finger, but he's saying, it's your sin. It's, it's doing stuff that you know is not what God designed for you to do that's killing you. It's literally keeping you from this daring adventure and, and leaving you with a feeling like, wow, this, is, this life is nothing at all. Now, here's the thing. I think most of us already know that, that sin is real. The sin is when I do the stuff God doesn't want me to do. And it's also when I don't do the stuff that I know God wants me to do. I mean, let's be honest. If you have a toddler, if you have a toddler, you know sin is real <laughs> and it wears diapers. And, and, and if you have a toddler in your life, you got one? I mean, how can something so cute get so mad and sometimes be so loud in the grocery store when everybody's watching? No one has to teach a toddler or us to be selfish or ungrateful or angry. We're like born with this inclination towards sin. So I'll tell you what, I'm gonna just skip this part of the talk where I have to convince you that sometimes you don't do what you should and sometimes you do what you shouldn't, all right? I think we all know we do that stuff. So if we can agree on that, I wanna jump now to the next part in Ephesians 2. And here's what we get. In verse four, Paul says this, but God. I love it. I love it when God butts in. And by the way, when God butted in, It wasn't because we called or texted or email. It wasn't because we started waving a white flag and yelling, we're really sorry. We apologize for doing all the stuff, you know, that that we shouldn't do and the stuff, we didn't do the stuff you want us to do. We're, We're ready for your help. No, God butts in while we're right in the middle of screwing up our lives. While we're in the middle of acting and doing the things that would distract us from this great adventure. God butts in. And here's how God butts in. It says, but God is so rich in mercy. Oh man, I love that. God is rich in mercy. He's a God of second chances. Now I know all about second chances because uh, both my boys played t-ball. Now, (laughs) if you have kids, maybe nephews or nieces or even grandkids who play or played t-ball, you know what I'm talking about. T-ball is a sport that is rich in mercy. I mean, first of all, the ball is stationary on a rubber tee. And like, how many swings do they give these kids, right? It's like 10 swings, 11 swings, 12 swings, whatever. And, and the parents in the stand still cheering at every miss. Good swings, honey, good swing. And every swing, you know, you're kind of thinking to yourself, man, he didn't even hit the rubber tee. It's three feet in front of him. Why are we celebrating this mediocrity? Nah. But then on like the 11th, 12th swing, Johnny finally brushes the bottom of the tee the ball barely falls forward. And then the coach gets into it. And he goes, run, 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 right? And he runs to first, he runs to second, then third. And then he finally comes sliding home for a home run. See, I think God's mercy is a lot like T-ball. 
We get one strike, and then we get another strike, and another, and another, and another, and another, and everybody's looking, going like, I can't believe this guy's still at bat. I can't believe God keeps blessing him. And we keep swinging, and we keep swinging, and God, who is rich in mercy, says, no, swing again. Just swing again, slugger, swing again. And then Paul goes on in Ephesians 2, he says, but God, who's so rich in mercy, he continues, he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. See, Jesus' whole purpose for coming, living, dying, and resurrecting was to make us fully alive. Fully alive, a life that's a real adventure. And if you want that kind of life, I'm telling you, it is a life that only comes from Jesus. And, in, and it's this kind of life. That's what Easter is all about. So what is this life, this, this daring adventure that Jesus offers? Let me be real specific. First, Jesus offers us a life with no fear. Imagine that. We continue reading Ephesians 2. Paul says, For he raised us from the dead along with Christ, and seated us with him in the heavenly realms. It's saying that when you die, if you're a follower of Jesus, you don't stay dead. And if that's the truth, then wow, I got no reason to fear death. Imagine that, not being afraid of death or dying. I'm telling you, over the years, I've, I've been to hundreds of funerals. I mean, some as a friend, others as a family member, many as a pastor. And I can take all those funerals and divide those funerals into two different groups. The first group, okay, are funerals where I leave that funeral. I walk out of that funeral home or that church with a sense of death. Like it, like it all ended right there. But there's a whole different kind of funeral for Christ followers. When I leave, I leave with a very real hope and a faith. I'm going, no, that is not the end. That's not the end of that story. And let me tell you this, when Jesus came back to life on that first Easter, he not only conquered death for himself, but he also conquered death for you and for me. He made a way for us to live knowing that we are eternally alive. And if that's the case, we don't have to be afraid of death or almost anything. We can live with no fear. That alone, that alone can make life a daring adventure. Another way Jesus brings us life, that's a daring adventure, is by offering us a life with no regrets. Uh, my brother John and I, we got to write a book called Starting Over, and it deals with regrets, and, and we're able to kind of take a look. There's basically three types of regrets that haunt us all. All right, the first type of regret is regrets of action, things we did we wish we hadn't done. But the bigger regret is the second kind, regrets of inaction. People most often regret this even more, things we didn't do we wish we'd done inaction. There's also a third category that we don't think about, regrets of reaction. Things someone else did to us, and consequently, we have to react to it. Three types of regrets, and they haunt us, stalk us, some of us for months, years, in some cases, most of our lives. But the Apostle Paul comes along with some good news again from Ephesians, and he says this, for it is by grace that you've been saved through faith. This is not from yourself. No, this is the gift of God, not by works that no one can boast. And Paul is telling us that no matter what we've done, no matter how many ways or how many times we have screwed up, 
we can still and always find grace and mercy and forgiveness in Jesus. And this grace comes not because of our hard work or not because of some awesome resume we put together. No, it's a gift freely given to us by God when we choose Jesus. Friends, do you understand what this means? It means we can live free from all of our regrets. We don't have to kind of keep beating ourselves up because of our past. Instead, we can enjoy an incredible present and look forward to an amazing future full of grace, mercy, and forgiveness. And because Jesus is alive, I don't have to stay stuck in my mistakes. I don't have to keep striving to prove myself. I can rest in the acceptance of love in God. I can always start over. I can live without regret. And I'll tell you what, to be able to live without regret opens us up to a life of daring adventure. But there's more good news. Okay, Jesus also offers us life with clear purpose. Mark Twain said it this way. He said, the two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. It's Jesus that helps us discover why we were born, our purpose. Paul says it this way. Again, continuing through Ephesians, he says, we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. This is one of those verses that personally changed everything for me. It was with this verse that I realized I don't have to make myself crazy trying to find out what's my purpose for my life or overextend myself to try to fix every problem in the world. But instead, I can kind of rest knowing that God has specifically created me with a set of good works, as he says, that he wants me to do. I have a purpose for living and you have a purpose for living. And what it's telling us is God has prepared in advance good works for you, for all of us to do. And in fact, that longing that we feel to live a life that matters, that longing was placed in us by God. And he says, no, choose me and I'll show you why you were born. The good works I specifically planned for you to do. Here's what I want to do. I want to introduce you to a friend of mine whose life is becoming a daring adventure. Joe's been a part of community for a few years now and is discovering what it means to experience life with Jesus. And here's Joe's story. My name is Joe, and my wife Candace and I, along with our two kids, Evie and Will, have been attending Community Christian Church for the last seven years. And most of my teenage and twenties was lived for me. And there was a form of success that I had on a worldly level um, that through the recession of 2008 was taken away from me. And it was during that moment where I had all these things that I attached my identity to being removed out of my life one by one when I realized that I had nowhere else to look but up. And it was in that moment that I think for the first time in my life, I fell to my knees and intentionally prayed up to God that I can't do this on my own anymore. I can't live this life without you. I need you in my life. And from that moment, my life was forever changed. You know, it's been a dream my whole life to be a, a husband and a father. Having Jesus in my life for those roles has given me the direction on how he wants me to serve in that way. We moved to Plainfield in 2015, and at the same time we had our daughter, and we knew that we wanted to create a life that had a house filled with faith and, and a relationship with Jesus. And once we started attending, I actually started to feel um, these new relationships come into my life. And these were relationships that 
Whether I realized it or not, I needed. There was a moment where I was asked to be a part of a small group, a men's small group. And this was kind of a big milestone moment for me. I realized that this was going to be a commitment, not just to myself, but to these other men. And I decided to join a men's small group. Um, shortly thereafter, I began leading a men's small group. And then the most amazing thing happened is when I finally got to the place where I was ready to publicly share my love for Jesus and was baptized at Community Christian Church as an adult. Initially, I was very uh, nervous. I was nervous to, to, to let go and to surrender. It was such a beautiful moment for me because it allowed me to tell my church and my family and my friends uh, just how much Jesus meant to me. You know, when I started attending community, I would have never imagined the adventure that I was on. This has been incredible. This has been incredible for my life. It's been incredible for my family. And it's something that I look back and say, I could have never had this big vision for myself, and this has to come from God. And so when I think about the future, I think about what does God have in store for me? And it's fun to have those conversations with God and to say, I don't know where you're bringing me, but wherever it is, I'm coming along with you. So whatever you have in store for my life, I'm all in. And I surrender to it because from the moment of me surrendering for the first time, you brought nothing but goodness into my life. Don't you want that? Here's the truth this Easter. You get to choose your own adventure. And you'll either choose life with Jesus or life without Jesus. And friends, Jesus is the only one who can offer us a life that is a daring adventure. And here's why. He's the only one that can bring us a life with no fear, a life with no regrets, a life with a clear purpose. But here's the deal. He won't force it on you. Every one of us, we get to choose our own adventure. So here's the question. Will you keep choosing to do life all on your own? Or will you choose Jesus and allow him to guide you? And that's why Easter is a critical moment in your life story. What you choose in light of Easter will ultimately determine the adventures you go on, the kind of life you'll experience, and ultimately the ending of your forever story. And today, I want to urge you, okay, plead with you, choose Jesus. Choose to follow Jesus. Let him lead you into a life that can become this daring adventure. Now, now here at Community, we want to help people choose Jesus. And often people don't know exactly where to begin with following Jesus. So our team, what we did is we set up a fun way for you to choose your own adventure. Now, remember I said I wanted you to take out your phone? If you haven't done that, go ahead and do that right now. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to text the word adventure, just that word adventure, to 331-226-1686. So go ahead and do that right now. Just text the word adventure to 331-226-1686. And when you do that, you're gonna receive a series of choices that will lead you on the next right step on your spiritual journey with Jesus. And the next step you choose, it might be growing in your relationship with God. Uh, the next step you choose might be, um, I need to connect more with this church. The next step you choose might be finding some way to make a difference in the world. But you will get to choose your own adventure. Now, here's what we're gonna do to incentivize you. For every person who texts ADVENTURE to 331-226-1686, we're gonna donate $1 to our UK, Ukraine refugee relief efforts. 
Um, we're involved in a great work that's helping the 4 million plus refugees. We anticipate there'll be thousands of you that'll do this. So go ahead and do it right now and text the word adventure to the number on the screen and choose your own adventure. And by doing so, you'll help Ukrainian refugees. For some of you, today will be the first day that you decide to choose Jesus and the start of a daring adventure. And for others, today's the first day of the rest of your life choosing Jesus and the start of a daring adventure. All right, I'll tell you what, let's say that Easter greeting with me again, one more time, wherever you are, all right? I'm gonna say Christ is risen, you respond, he is risen indeed, wherever you are, all right? Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. He is risen indeed. Let's pray. Father God, you are so, so kind to us. You are so, so good to us. And on this Easter, we do. We just express our love and our thanks to you for being the kind of God who not only came close, but then sacrificed for us, but then came back to life for us so that we could be fully alive, so we could live this kind of daring adventure. Lord, I ask that every person, every person listening to the sound of my voice, through the power of your Holy Spirit, encourage them, prompt them, let them choose Jesus. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. We hope you were encouraged and challenged by today's message. If you'd like to take a next step, head to communitychristian.info. If you'd like prayer, please text the word prayer to 331-226-1686 and a member of our prayer team will reach out to you. To give financially to community, head to givenow.cc. Thanks for listening to the Community Online Podcast.